Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, the Golden Globe nominations just came out. Uh, we don't care about award shows. Um, that one's kind of interesting in that. They didn't have it last year. I don't even remember what the controversy was. That's how little I care. I remember they didn't have it. There was some sort of, I don't know, was it? It was the, the, it was like all white men in the Foreign Press Association. It was half a dozen people and two of them were sexual harassers or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Something like well, that. Well, they've, they've added, uh, quite a few, uh, black correspondents that will be judging up from zero, which is kind of interesting for the woke world of entertainment to have zero. <laughs> Everybody's white making the yeah. decision. Um, the only reason I even bring it up, really, is, uh, one, I did watch Everything Everywhere All at Once on Netflix, which is a very confusing movie, but it's listed as a comedy, and if it was a comedy, <laughs> it did not elicit any laughs from me. Uh, that's one confusion. The other one is, I read a little bit about The Whale. Are you familiar with The Whale? I am somewhat, yeah. Brendan Fraser is a crazy fat guy. He just got nominated. Oh, a very, very fat guy. He just got nominated for Best Actor. I read the review in the New York Times of The Whale, uh, which was just horrified by the fact that the movie exists at all. Now, I haven't seen it, at, and and so it's in you know it's all in the execution of the the thing. But the description of it is it's a suicidal six hundred pound dude 
who's fallen on all kinds of hard times financially and somebody in this life died and this sort of stuff and is wanting to kill himself and just how awful it is to be 600 pounds. And and uh, and it sounds like a misery. I, I just can't Honey, imagine. Make the, make the popcorn. Let's sit down and watch a movie. Oy. And the New York Times reviewer was horrified that the movie was even made and it's going to cause people to think all fat people are miserable or something like that. Oh, shut up. And then was disgusted. I mean, disgusted by the fact that Brendan Fraser wore a fat suit for the movie. So you're, if you're going to do a movie about a 600 pounder, you got to find somebody who weighs 600 pounds. You can't use a fat suit anymore. All right. Right, gay after, actors have to portray gay uh, characters, trans, trans, exactly. Hispanic uh, actors got to be Hispanic, blah, blah, blah. Every movie's just going to be a documentary now. Wait a minute. You've never suffered through a term in prison and found a purpose for your life and found joy? we got to find somebody who's done all that. Otherwise, you're appropriating their cultural something or other. Their tra- <laughs> Sorry, got the Omicron. Oh, my God. Well, Brendan Fraser... Brendan Fraser, nominated for Best Actor, is not going to attend the Golden Globes because they're so awful, so he doesn't exactly seem like the kind of guy that, you know, is, uh, ha, 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 fat people are funny. Uh, he doesn't strike me as that, uh, but he wore the fat suit for the movie. I don't know. The whale. Just sounds like so. When am I ever going to be in the mood to watch that? Oh. Hey, are you ready tonight for the suicidal fat guy movie? No? Maybe tomorrow night. All right. Well, if there's someone out there with nothing but joy and giggles in their life, and they're thinking, you know what, I really need to witness a little human misery. Everything's perfect for me all the time. I'm wealthy, I'm attractive, people love me, I'm hilariously funny and a fine ballroom dancer. I need a little misery. Let's sit down and watch the whale. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. I like great art and all, but... uh... I like Brendan Fraser. I do, too. He's George of the Jungle, right? Yeah, he used to do... known for? He used to do funny stuff. He did that movie with the uh, the insanely hot what's Hugh Grant's wife uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Mm. You remember that movie where Bedazzled? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. That was a hilarious movie though. He would make wishes. He was granted a bunch of wishes, and he he wanted to get the girl Elizabeth Hurley, and he would make all these wishes, and then they'd be taken to the extreme uh, version of your wish to make a point, which is mm, you know, it's like Fantasy Island. <laughs> I was going to say that it's like it's straight out like Greek mythology. I mean, it's an ancient um, idea. This idea of you wish for various things and you take them to an extreme point, and you realize, well, maybe you know your wishes aren't what they should be. It's time well, honored. I'm, I'm not an ancient Greek. Time so I honored fantasy island. Time honored wisdom and fantasy island. The plane, boss, boss. The plane, boss. The gods. The gods. <laughs> oh boy. Well, that is something, isn't it? So if you watch the whale and want to review it for us. Uh, text us on the text line. Yeah, a couple of uh, stories more or less about politics. First of all, oh, what time is it? We don't really have much time. Uh, Georgia voters broke turnout records this year in the primary and the general elections, but Democrats have no intention of abandoning the Jim Crow 2.0 narrative. Absolutely hilarious. Three single-day records for early voting, the runoff, all of it. World record-breaking voter turnout. Everybody effortlessly voting anytime they wanted to. But the freaking morons at Major League Baseball, freaking idiots at Coca-Cola, the rest of it. 
buying the progressive lie that it was somehow vote suppression, reasonably trying to assure voters of ballot security. Unbelievable, you lying liars. Speaking of uh, stories with uh, multiple interpretations, I found this really interesting because I've I've always enjoyed um, the realities of uh, international relations and covert operations and all sorts of stuff and, and high-level negotiations. The prisoner swap that freed Brittany Griner, I had people bring that up in real life more than virtually any uh, news story other than like an election result um, in the last several years. Interesting. Everybody wanted to talk about it. And uh, the New York Times, for all their sins, has some really good uh, coverage of it, some good inside sources. Uh, month after month, American diplomats pushed for the release of Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan from the Russian prisons, but they got the same answer. If you want both prisoners, we want Vadim Krasikov, who's uh, an assassin, uh, like a FSB assassin who murdered a Czech- Chechen fighter in a park in Berlin and was caught by the German authorities and jailed. And so the Russians are saying, only guy we'll trade for Whelan is Krasikov. And so I guess we, the United States, United States, went to Germany and said, look, is there anything we could work out? Maybe a swap or Rudy, you let this guy go. And the German authorities essentially said, no, this guy came into Germany. He rubbed out somebody under our protection in public, in a park, and we caught him. We're not turning him loose to trade for your guy who's an alleged spy. They just couldn't really get it going. I understand that, but I still don't get, and I'm not sure where I am on this, but I still don't get where it's not like, there's no way I'm selling you this car without you paying for the undercoating. All right, well, then I'm not going to buy the car. And then you wait and see. May either come around and you agree to it or not. But Well, that's uh, right. Although, if you're desperate for the car, <coughs> and they're at Putin Motors, they couldn't give an S whether you buy the car or not. You're screwed. Well, what has anybody reported on this? Because I've read some, but I haven't come across this. Because this has been in the deal for, uh, been in the works for how long? Did you say a couple months, years, hour long? It's been, been well, practically enough. since she was snatched off the street. Well, yeah, I'm sure they've been negotiating from the from day one constantly, but really pushing for the last couple of months. They wanted to get it done in time for the election. That's sure. what was driving that. We're going to bring home the b- b- black gay basketball player in time for the election. That's what was they were willing to bend over backwards to any limit. That's yeah. what I would like to know. I don't know that, but you without the election, are they still willing to make this deal? That's what I would like to know. Although they made it after the election, yeah, but they were they were so far down the road. But I don't know. I don't think they were going to call it off at that point. That would have been that'd be truly cynical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Boot was important to the Russians because of his ties to the security services. Um, when uh, While he is not known to be close to Putin, U.S. officials said Boot has connections in the Russian power structure, and Russia's made a martyr out of him over the past 14 years, propaganda-wise. Freeing him would allow Mr. Putin to boast about finally bringing a patriot home. To the Russians, trading Ms. Griner for Mr. Boot was a swap of two criminals, according to U.S. officials. Mr. Whalen, on the other hand, was supposedly an American agent in the rushing telling of it, so only another agent or someone of equal importance would merit giving him up. The Americans do not currently have a Russian spy in custody to trade. Two criminals. 
a basketball player with hemp oil and the world's Allegedly. leading arms dealer. Yeah. 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 Two criminals. Whatever. Screw you, Putin. Um uh duh. oh and you got to remember this is not just my 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 rantings there not just the rantings of you know a uh, crazed radio host uh Adam Schiff Chris Coons another democrat from Delaware wherever he's from also really strong language over the weekend that this is only going to encourage more Americans being snatched we talked earlier about there's been a 600% increase in Americans being snatched over the last 10 years uh, the average length of time they're held has gone way up. Yeah, countries mm-hmm. are figuring out, oh, the Americans will give you anything. Just grab. If you see an American, grab them. And so now it's don't travel to any iffy country at all as an American. Oh, absolutely true. Yeah. Um, and, Which and, sucks because I was going to Tehran for Christmas. Taking the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Land to the Tehran airport in your Santa costume. <laughs> right. I'm here to celebrate the birth of Jesus. <laughs> as an American. That's Wave right. Flag. <laughs> Can I get a cab, please? Oh, we've got a cab for you. Get in the back here. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and they will arrest a jaywalker and trade them for an arms dealer because they can. Found this so interesting. This is uh, actually a letter to the editor that was featured at um, one of your conservative uh, think tanks. But thought this was so interesting. Um, this is a uh, globe-trotting reader with quite a bit of experience in Russia. In criminal gang, uh, about the Britney Griner Victor Boot trade. In criminal gangs, the ability to apply pressure on politicians to release people from prison is the ultimate demonstration of power. At the moment that President Biden chose to release Victor Boot, there were a lot of Russians thinking hard about whether the better career path lay in maximizing the horror they inflict and in earning credit with Putin. Um, in Ukraine specifically, or minimizing it and potentially defecting. Do we go full in with Putin on the war effort, or do we oppose and or get out? With the release of Boot, Putin was able to engineer a powerful demonstration that if you stick with him, he will protect you even if you mess up and you get caught by the Americans. The return of Griner in this light seems something like a close parallel to the trolley problem. Throw the switch and an American goes free. But any number of Ukrainians suffer unimaginable and often deadly fates. The outcome of the Russia-Ukraine war will be shaped by much larger larger factors than the perceptions of this prisoner swap in Russia and elsewhere. But sometimes this fight feels like a matchup between one man determined to win a more war and another man determined to win a news cycle. Exactly. And I think Adam Schiff... Being willing to come out and on the record to media multiple times in the last several days say, I don't think this is a good deal. This is going to encourage more such. We all know how he's been over the last several years and willing to stretch the truth. or He has no integrity whatsoever. I think him being on the Intelligence Committee, I think he knows stuff that makes him really worried. Well, it was extraordinary enough that we played Adam Schiff on our show, which caused me to throw up a little in my mouth. But if he's willing, got the smallest in his neck I've ever seen, I just think if he's willing to buck his own party and his own president, it's because he's really concerned based mm-hmm. on information he knows that we don't know about the state of the world currently. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah. So uh, Elon Musk with a couple of tweets uh, that uh, are going to make his life harder. I don't know why he's doing that while he's, to my mind, fighting the good fight for more fair and balanced information in in America. He's not helping his own cause. That, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Coming up, a few of the things that Elon Musk has tweeted in the last couple of days. Um, some of the information that's out there. Or there are two giant Twitter stories going. They're just for different silos, I guess. There's the right-leaning New York Post Fox Twitter story. And then there's the left-leaning New York Times MSNBC Twitter story. And neither of those groups is covering the other story. (laughs) So I find that fascinating. Anyway, Saturday Night Live was hosted by the ancient uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short who uh, have that TV show that you like, Michael, Only Murders in the Building. You still yeah. watching it? Oh, yeah. 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 People who watch it love it. Oh, yeah. Judy and I, we plowed through the whole thing. Anyway, so I saw Steve Martin and Martin Short on Fallon on The Tonight Show on Friday night and caught on that their, their routine is like making fun of each other, which is kind of interesting as, as friends to go with the whole like really over-the-top mean things they say about each other as their hmm. bit on Fallon's show, and they continued it on Saturday Night Live. So uh, they were on stage, and the bit here is that they... Each had the notes that they had uh, written out for when they speak at the other's memorial service, assuming the other one is going to die first. (laughs) I guess. Wow. But anyway, here's how it goes. So, Marty, I dedicate this eulogy to you. Wow, not much of a turnout. (laughs) Marty did not want to be cremated. Too late. But I'll always be haunted by Marty's last words. Autopilot engage. There are so many great things that I could say about Steve Martin, but this hardly seems the time nor the place. Oh, Steve, you bland, overrated, white haired son of a bitch, where'd you go? I know Steve is looking down on us right now because he always looked down on everybody. Even at the end, Marty had a wonderful girlfriend, smart, beautiful, and so realistic. Steve, 
so hard to look at you in that open casket. Motionless, colorless, stiff, so lifelike. The good news is, with Steve gone, downloads should be so much faster on Pornhub. People always ask me what Steve was really like, and I'd say, I don't know, you're his wife. And he's such a great dad. And you could tell that from his children, they're so polite. You go to his house and say, they'd say, would you like anything, Mr. Short? Could I get you a drink, Mr. Short? Can you give this note to the police, Mr. Short? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> like, wow, not much of a turnout. <laughs> Ah, beautiful. <laughs> oh, boy. How about the download speed is really increased on Pornhub? Wow. <laughs> wow, yeah. They, they, you see, my friend, here's a porn addict, is the, is the <laughs> he joke. He so much porn. <laughs> Slows down the entire day. Anyway. <laughs> Very funny. Oh, God. Uh, the whole Twitter thing. Two different stories that don't meet on any media. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's only one Twitter story for most of media, and that's about all the hate and misinformation that exists on Twitter ever since Elon Musk took over, according to them. The New York Times headline yesterday, hate speeches rise on Twitter is unprecedented. In fact, it's so bad Elton John has quit Twitter. He announced Friday that he's quitting Twitter, attributing his decision to a policy shift at the company he says will contribute to worldwide division. All my life I've tried to use music to bring people together, yet it saddens me to see how misinformation is now being used to divide our world. I've decided to no longer use Twitter, given their recent change in policy, which will allow more hate and disinformation. Wow. According to Elon Musk, and I haven't seen anybody prove a contradiction to this, Elon Musk's few changes and there haven't been any up until recently 
have been to eliminate more uh, uh, hate. And, and he says, Elon Musk tweeted out, false hate speech impressions are actually down by a third for Twitter now versus prior to the acquisition. I don't know which is true. Well, I, I know this to be true, that when Elon Musk said Twitter is wildly biased in terms of its censoring and editing against conservatives, and we're going to end that, that was immediately described as permitting hate and racism and transphobia, etc. So now that Elon owns the company, they're saying, see, there's a rise in hate. I, you know what? I'm not comfortable letting you people determine what's called hate and what's not, because I think you're really bad at it. Yeah, so like I said, there are two Twitter stories. There's that whole, there's way more hate and misinformation than there's ever been on Twitter, and that's why the New York Times is warning the world and Elton John is quitting and all these different things. Um, and that's the only story for 90% of the media. Then Fox and the New York Post, and Twitter itself because Elon Musk runs it, is talking about the Twitter files, which are out, showing that, yeah, they were banning conservatives or holding back their tweets more than they were other people. Yeah, they've got there's plenty of evidence of that. Now, a couple of things Elon has tweeted in recent days. Um, he he tweeted, I, I find this hilarious. It just I don't know if he doesn't know the power he has or he doesn't care. Or Twitter is both a social media company and a crime scene, he tweeted. Now, I wish he'd elaborate on that. What's the crime here? Is there I think a, this is stuff that's being uncovered by the Twitter files. Is that a not, crime? Not literal crimes. Well, that's, see, think. that's the problem. I, is is he is he actually think a crime has been committed, a First Amendment violation, or just lying under oath to Congress? I don't know. Well, that's what I don't know. But yeah. but what I found funny is right after that tweet, Twitter is both a social media company and a crime scene, which is a pretty big deal from the guy who owns Twitter and uh, one of the most powerful people in the world. Everything. The tweet right under that is, "Congrats, Morocco." <laughs> Apparently, they just won their soccer match. Um, And he also tweeted out yesterday, just kind of out of nowhere, my pronouns are prosecute and Fauci. Which, of course, (laughs) what are you prosecuting Fauci for? And then also... I represent science. And then, of of course, saying my pronouns are is is mocking the whole pronoun thing, which is, you know, hate speech for a lot of people. So that part I really like. The whole prosecute Fauci thing. We're having a really interesting discussion about social media and its biases and how dishonest it's been. The rest of it. Can we not cloud it with you taking shots at Fauci? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You justified as they may be. Right. So, getting to the Twitter files, which a whole bunch more came out over the weekend, uh, documenting. Nobody. I haven't heard anybody dispute this. Well, they don't cover it. I have. Have you seen any coverage whatsoever? Washington Post, New York Times, uh, MSNBC, anywhere on the Twitter files? I haven't even heard it mentioned. No, I, I haven't either. So I it may is have just missed it, but I haven't seen it. It's a media blackout on the actual documents that are coming out and quotes from people who used to work there, showing that yeah, they were shadow banning people. So here is Jack Dorsey testifying before Congress back in 2018. He's actually being questioned by a Democrat. The question the Democrats are asking are Republican questions. He's he's posing this as a mockery of his Republican colleagues as he talks to Jack Dorsey, the guy who ran Twitter at the time. Social media is being rigged to censor conservatives. Is that true of Twitter? No. I don't know what Twitter is up to. It sure looks like to me that they're censoring people, and they ought to stop it. Uh, Are you censoring people? No. 
Twitter shadow banning prominent Republicans. It's bad. Is that true? No. That is absolutely, completely, 100% documented wrong. I don't know. I was about to say a lie, but I don't know that Dorsey was lying. I don't know to what extent he knew all this stuff was going on. Yeah, the the Twitter files have absolutely all of the memos, all of the rules, the screenshots of them shadow banning, suppressing search results. Uh, uh, there's like half a different, half a dozen different tools they used to suppress accounts they didn't like. This uh, Democrat rep questioning Jack Dorsey of Twitter goes full on touchdown dance here. So this was never targeted at conservative Republicans. Uh, this was targeted to a group of 600,000 people because of the people who followed them. And then you determined that wasn't fair, and you corrected that practice. Correct. Is that correct? Correct. So just, just for the record, uh, since you've been singled out as a social media platform before this committee, uh, Twitter undertook no behavior to selectively censor conservative Republicans or conservative voices on your platform. Is that correct? Correct. Good. So let the record reflect that, because that's the whole reason, supposedly, we're here. Because House Leader Kevin McCarthy wrote our chairman a letter and said, hey, this is going on, and we think your committee should investigate it. And it's a load of crap. Except it wasn't. It was all 100% accurate. Yeah, and again, I don't know how much Jack Dorsey knew of what was going on or not. It doesn't really make any difference. It, it was happening. and uh, but But again... This story, this part of the whole Twitter thing, is not being covered at all. It's not. It's not pushback. It's just. It's just. It's almost like the Hunter Biden laptop. It's like I don't know if it's forbidden, but it's just not being covered at all. Well, and as I pointed out last week, the Hunter Biden laptop stuff ought to be universally interesting. You have the FBI seeding a, f- a private media company saying, hey, this is going to be fake when it comes out. Something like, just, just like this is going to come out and it's fake right before an election. Then it comes out and it's real, but they suppress it because they've been told by the government it was fake. I, I it used do. to be the lefty media was hardcore against that sort of thing. See the Pentagon Papers, etc. I would say that Fox and New York Post aren't aren't covering the other story very much. Uh, the supposed increase in hate and misinformation, maybe partially because I don't know how documented it is. Now, the New York Times says, before Elon Musk bought Twitter, slurs against black Americans showed up on the social media service an average of about 1,300 times a day. After the billionaire became Twitter's owner, they jumped to about 4,000 times a day. I don't know. Elon Musk says false and hate speech are down by a third. I don't know what to do with that information. Do you? No. No, I have no idea. Um, since it's pretty he, interesting that the two kinds of media aren't covering the other stories at all. Yeah, yeah. Hey, one final note on this. Uh, Matt Taibbi wrote a uh, a note to his subscribers, uh, including me, that I thought was kind of amusing. Uh, he says, uh, I was very skeptical at first about using Twitter to break these stories. Oh, he's going to use the term S-missile. But he uses the S word. 
spit missile, if you will, um, in amusing fashion. But So I'll just say spit missile, but trust me, it's the SH word. Uh, not only am I not exactly a skilled tweeter, but I worry about the logistical challenge of telling complex stories in 140 character chunks. It seemed impossible. Two weeks later, I feel differently. In this particular instance, the story has to come out on Twitter. There's the obvious deep irony of using the familiar drip, drip, drip format and uncontrollable virality of Twitter to roast Twitter itself. We're also using an inherently destabilizing medium to expose efforts to turn Twitter into an authoritarian instrument of social control. There's genius in this. Now we would feel wrong even thinking about doing it another way. This is especially the case since a major subtext of the Twitter Files project is what a burn it is on conventional slash corporate media whose minions tried for years to turn Twitter into a giant conformity machine and cheered each new advance in censorship and opinion control. Those same people now have to watch in helplessness as one horrifying revelation after another spills out, guerrilla style, into what was not long ago their private playground. This, too, couldn't be scripted better. It's like sending an intercontinental spit missile screaming into the dais of the White House Correspondence Dinner at 15,000 miles per hour. If you can't see the humor in this, you probably never had a sense of humor to begin with. Of course, this describes a lot of figures in the media today, which I imagine accounts for at least part of the astounding paroxysm of overreaction and faux outrage from the conventional press in the last week or so. They hate this thing. They can't stop it, and their condemnation doesn't matter. Factors they're unused to and can't reconcile, at least not so far. I'd say more, but I've learned never to underestimate the capacity for pettiness in this crowd. They'll find a way to hit back. They just haven't yet. (coughs) Excuse me. I went to talk and sucked in a gnat or something. Choked on his own hypocrisy, folks. Mm. I don't think so. (laughs) I think it was spit. (laughs) I think this is important. Some of my favorite pundits think it's not. They're fools. Um, Have them call me. I don't know how this is going to end up. I mean, that, that was really great, what Matt Tybee wrote. But if Twitter just ceases to have the power it had because all the people, all the opinion makers that used it for so long just jump off the platform, then I don't know what Elon has accomplished. Well, he's lost himself a lot of money, probably. Uh, At the same time, though, we were talking about this earlier today, and there are so many really important issues, like should the schools be open during covid And Twitter, systematically, using a bunch of different tools, would mute or hide or suppress anybody, even folks, you know, from Stanford University, from Johns Hopkins, whatever, anybody saying, look, the medical science says the schools ought to be open. That opinion was suppressed. And so millions of maybe left-leaning people or just people in general who would have seen those opinions and thought, wow, that's really intriguing were denied the opportunity to see them. So public policy and and the effects of public policy, the effects it had on real human beings, were altered by a fairly small group of ideologues at Twitter twisting the public conversation, all the while denying that they were doing it and being covered for by the corporate media and Congress. No, we're not suppressing any voices. Not at all. And they were systematically suppressing voices from one side. I might listen to the Howard Kurtz podcast. We've had him on many times, media critic, and he uh, he's talking about how Twitter threw out its own rules to be able to ban Trump. I do think it's kind of funny that they'd written rules, but 
they just they want they hated Trump so much they could, their own rules weren't applying yet so they just had to come up with some other let's just get rid of them we all agree right yeah similar case with the libs of TikTok account where they admitted in internal memos they haven't violated the policies we're saying they violated yeah I know but we got to find something all right in essence because it's damaging the things we like yeah we just don't like them which yes I know lawyers they get to do they're a private company. You did just hear them denying that they were doing it, though, to Congress, which I think should matter. Why? Why does that matter? Well, because they're fundamentally fundamentally altering the public conversation, even while they're denying doing it. It's dirty. It's 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 bad. It's immoral. I'm not making a legalistic argument. Uh, as I said earlier, it's like if Coca-Cola was poisoning dogs, that has nothing to do with the First Amendment, but I'm allowed to dislike it. <laughs> uh, we'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Middle story on 60 Minutes last night about the dangers of social media to kids and people in general. It was very, very troubling, including the how easy it is for even young kids. This 11-year-old girl had figured out how to trick her parents into not knowing she was on social media with fake Instagram accounts or Instagram accounts that look like other apps. So if you looked on the phone or the computer, you wouldn't see them. And just uh, just was troubling to me. I mean, if she's got that level of deceit available to her at age 11, imagine what your 17-year-old knows about hiding this stuff from you. So that was troubling on its own level. And then uh, the way the social media companies try to keep your kids addicted or push them dangerous comment, that's that's what's going on here. Well, that was the part that astounded me. Some of the sick, sick stuff that the algorithms push on your kids when they make very innocent searches or 
or have very innocent uh, interests. Sharon Alfonsi on 60 Minutes talking about that. This previously unpublished internal document reveals Facebook knew Instagram was pushing girls to dangerous content. It says that in 2021, an Instagram employee ran an internal investigation on eating disorders by opening up a false account as a 13-year-old girl looking for diet tips. She was led to this content and recommendations to follow Skinny Binge and Apple Core Anorexic. Other memos show Facebook employees raising concerns about company research that revealed Instagram made one in three teen girls feel worse about their bodies. And the teens who used the app felt higher rates of anxiety and depression. Uh, so they know that it's doing this. They, they, they've got a product that they've made addictive on purpose. We all know that. Uh, they know it's dangerous. And they continue to do that. And then there's the stuff with the whole fake trying to make sure you're an adult. I mean, that's hilarious. I liked when 60 Minutes said, 60 Minutes ran an investigation in which they had an employee attempt to get on as an underage person. Yeah, I could, I, <laughs> there's not much to it. You click on there and you, it says, are you 18? You click yes. And it turns out there's nothing beyond that. And, you, and you, well, you know, let me read some of the text we got about this. Uh, I, I, as a parent, I'm worried about this, but we got text from a variety of people. If you think these social media companies don't have an algorithm to tell you how old people are by their usage, you're crazy. Not that kids wouldn't figure out a way around that also. Yeah, Mm. Facebook can figure out everything in the world about you, including what things you want to see. Things you don't even know yourself, but they can't figure out how old you are. That's hilarious. Good point. That is a very good point. Um, I'll get to some more of this stuff tomorrow, perhaps. Uh, one person uh, texting, my son is the Houdini of my home restrictions. Yeah, whatever you come up with, they find a way around it. There's already an Elvis of Trotsky now presenting Armstrong and Getty. In other words, as that texter pointed out, Instagram, Facebook acting like they're trying to keep young people out, that's laughable. Right, right. Utterly Here, dishonest. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought to wrap things up for the day, starting with our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? You know, there's not a lot of comedy teams anymore. You had Abbott and Costello. You had Laurel and Hardy. I think you got to put Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short in there now. Yeah. I, I love those guys. They're pretty good. Yeah, very enjoyable. Jack, a final thought for us? Yeah, because we did this story last, it's on my mind. It was on my mind for hours after I watched 60 Minutes last night. This might be the greatest challenge of my parenting, is trying to figure out as my kids move into their teenage years how to deal with the the evils that are out there. 150 lawsuits going forward against the social media companies next year. I, I don't know what effect that will have. Well, and more to come. It was just shocking that this girl was looking for exercise hints and bingo, bango. The algorithms are pushing her toward it's great to be anorexic. Look at this. You'll be sexier. You can do it. Here's how to do it. I mean, just sick S on there in the same way that a kid will make an innocent inquiry. And before you know it, neo-Nazis are trying to recruit him. The Internet is the most dangerous street in town. Your kids are walking up and down it every day. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have some good clicks for you under hot links. We have A&G swag for sale at the store. Get yourself an A&G hoodie. 
Oh, drop us a note, would you? If there's something we ought to be talking about, y'all are terrific at keeping an eye out. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com is the email address. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. Son of a Armstrong and Getty. They're easy to recognize. Some little consumer geek aroid thought this up. And it's a load of crap. Come on. It's outrageous. And it's dangerous. And so grotesque. I yield the rest of my time, but this. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gonna. I want winner. You're a loser. I think that you may be over-egging the pudding a bit. Okay. That high note? Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.